It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. It's now time for the NTFL Top End 10 with Jackson Clark and Rob Hale. Welcome back to Fridays in the Top End. Robbie, this is probably my favourite segment of the week. It is causing huge waves around town, the SEN Top End 10. Let's start at number 10. So number 10 is Matt Shannon from the Southern District's Crocs. So he's back in. The 11. Yeah, he's back in. He had a very good game on the weekend, very consistent. Him, uh, Taj Stanley, and a few others really got not districts back in that game against Pines when they were really struggling. So, you know, that... And obviously, you know, Magro goes out. Obviously, it's a bit tough because uh, Tars had the bye. So Matt Shannon, yeah, goes in at number 10. Quite a good footballer, Matt Shannon. Obviously, heavily involved with Carlton's VFL team. Number nine. Number nine's Ed Morris. So he's held his spot in the top 10. Tars do sit, you know, second on the ladder. Why do you only have one Waratah player? Sort of just they share the workload and they're very consistent. The ones outside of that, Magro's leading the goals. So you can, could consider him. Carlin, Dill. Uh, Dill Collis is sort of, you know, racking up numbers, but I've just got Morrison at the moment, and he's been the most consistent. Yeah, plus a mainstay, Abraham Ankers hasn't played a lot of games uh, yeah. this year, so perhaps he's one that could, you know, work his way in the list if he ends up getting a solid string of games together. Just a quick one on Ed Morris. How does he compare to a player like Southern District's Luke Smith, who I have noticed getting pretty good numbers? I think he's just been... Um He's been a bit more of the shining light, I think, in the midfield. Mm. I think Luke Smith's had moments where he's been good. Like, he kicked five against uh, Wanderers, and then the week later, he was reasonably quiet. Yeah. So, like, that sort of happens. But Morris hasn't really had a quiet one. He's been so consistent, He's just he? been consistent without blowing the lid off it. So, and like we said earlier, I think some of these other players are better footballers, but he's mm. just, you know, he's in the team of the year for us, just rolling team of the year. So, yeah, he holds his spot. Well, that's probably been the unknown one. When people talk about our list, it's like, oh, does Ed Morris deserve his spot? But if you look up his numbers, it's pretty clear why why he's found a spot in there. Plus, you do yep. need some Waratah representation, and I agree with that. Number eight. Number eight's Nyhouse, Ryan Nyhouse. So, Nyhouse didn't play on the weekend, no, but thankfully. his form for the last two or three weeks has been outstanding um, for the games previous to that. Mm. And, um, yeah, like he comes back into Nycliffe, and, you know, they definitely did look a bit lost without him, but they still had their moments across halfback on the weekend. So, Ryan Nyhouse, number eight. So, when we do our top ten, there's always one big story of the list, and I reckon this might be it. Who is number seven, a new entrant? So, number seven is Mitch Robinson comes in. So, Robbo was very good early, I thought, against uh, Nycliffe, and his clearance work's been really good. Just finding the football and being a bit of a, you know, Batman and Robin set up with um, Jared Stokes. So, Mitch Robinson does come in, because I think he has been the best player for Buffaloes so far this season. Have you been surprised with how he has gone? Like, I know... XAFL players can be a bit of a mixed bag. I know Robbo was getting like 42 touches, two goals in the VFL this year, so it was pretty clear he was going to come with some decent form. But you do see players still come up here and not deliver. So mm. how have you... Has it been a surprise how well Robinson has gone? Or is it sort of what you've expected? Uh, it's a little bit what I expected, but he's exceeded expectations, I feel. Um, Mitch Robinson coming mm. out of the AFL system. It does look like he's got a year or two left in his body. He could have maybe went on mm. at another club. So that sort of held him in good stead for a dominant yeah, AFL Robert's season. big positive is he's, he's here every off-season. Yeah. So he's used to the mm. Darwin lifestyle. He's like a local. Weather, so he's not like a, you know, come out of the south and... First time in the territory, and bang! I've not used yeah. to this heat, not used to this humidity. So he was ready to go. Few yeah. years back, I reckon for Darwin Footy because he's, he's always been here, he's hunting and fishing, and like an extension of the Anderson yeah, family, always there, out so shooting with him or fishing. Yeah, and he 
he's, yeah. uh, he's going to create havoc in these next few weeks, that's for sure. Just the last one on Mitch Robinson. A player of that surely has to be a chance to work his way up to the number one spot or number two or number three or something like that. What would he have to do? Obviously, he started with five games less than your, your Menches and that of the world. What would he have to do for you to move him further up? Oh, yeah, just a few, yeah, just be consistent. You can't get 30 every week and then just mm. hold your spot. Um, if he gets 30 that, against St. Mary's this week in a big win, that's got to notch him up a few spots. Yeah, I think. definitely. Like, I think anyone in the top seven now can be number one. And 8, 9, 10 is probably going to be a bit more floating. But, yeah, I think he can – and buffs need to win as well of course. a little bit. Yeah, so it's going to be harder if you're at the bottom side and you're, you know, in that top ranks. Number six. Number six is Nate Paredes, Nate Dog. So Nate Paredes goes into number six, had a very good captain's game on the weekend without being outstanding. Talk about consistency. And just consistent. He stood up while some of the Palmy sort of leaders didn't. Uh, Guthrie and um, Wills only had 12 touches each, which is pretty quiet. Mm. Um, and Nate Paredes was very good. Raf, I played in Nate Paredes' first game at the club, and I reckon, I don't know for sure, but he may have even been in like a wing rotation with me or something like that, but he wasn't playing on ball, and I remember thinking, geez, this guy's really going to struggle up here. I don't think he's going to be in the best 22 at St. Mary's, and that might be the most ridiculous call that I've ever made, or, yeah, well, or at least right up there. Yeah, when he turned up, he probably was, he, he was a more rounded Nate Prudy's, yep. more cut Nate Prudy's like we see today. Pretty young too, only yeah, about 19 young, or so. Fresh, yeah, um, carrying a bit of puppy fat, I, um, so... Yeah, he just looked too slow for NTFL footy. Um, now he's a champion of the club. Outside, outside um, position. Mm. Um, but yeah, now he's one of the hardest inside mids and most consistent, like you just mentioned. So I think he's uh, got the most best and fairest as well, eh, Raf? Yeah, it's something like that in yeah. history, yeah. yeah. In history. Yeah, to say what you want about Paredes, he's a champion of the club now. He's He's accolades, yeah, premierships, best and fairest, captain, everything. Number five. Matt, uh, Matt Dennis here. So, Matt Dennis didn't play on the weekend, though, so he slid down. But, gee, Southern Districts look like a bottom chalk and cheese, isn't it, when he's not playing? When he's not playing. Like, the Ruckman Taylor, I think his name was for Pints, yeah, just run around, look like Max Gorn out there mm. without um, Matt Dennis out there. So, Matt Dennis is number five. Yeah, so, obviously, one of the more influential players for his team. I know that Ruckman get a bit of a... Uh, for example, the Brody Grundy situation at Collingwood where they say there's no way you should play a Ruckman a million dollars a year. In the NTFL equivalent, Matt Dennis isn't a million dollars a year player, isn't he? Like, he is that important for Southern Districts that yeah. he's he'd be in their top two or three most important players easily. Yeah, I don't know if he's getting that much at Districts, but maybe half of that. So. <laughs> maybe half of that at Districts. <laughs> Flying him in from Tasmania there on a jet. Uh, first num- class. Yep, first class. So number four is uh, Dill Lance. So I made a really bad mistake last week. The guru doesn't make many <laughs> mistakes, but the guru made a mistake taking him out. And, geez, he was dominant. And I, yeah. St. Mary's put up a stat thing against him and Baxter Mench um, before the games. So you could tell they'd prime this game for mm. Dill Land a bit, put the pressure on him. And, geez, he, he ran around on the weekend. No accountability whatsoever from Palmerston. It was mm. disgraceful to watch. Um, and you got young, I forgot his name with the dreadlocks in the back line for Palmerston. Groves. Groves has done yep. tag jobs before. I didn't understand why they didn't go with a tag earlier with Dill Lant. Yeah. Well, 28 disposals, three goals. He was easily the best player on the ground. Mm. Hey, Dylan Lant is still only around about 23 years old, isn't he? What an yeah. amazing pickup he has been and will be for St. Mary's. Well, what we can say there is Dylan Lant and Nate Pretties are married into the Long family. So now <laughs> they're pretty much stuck. And I think they've been told they have to move to Darwin. So, and Nate's bought a house and Dill will stay here as well. Mate, I've always been frustrated by... St. Mary's ability to play matchmaker and get the star players from down <laughs> yeah. south connected up here. So that's yep. that's a really big signing. Number three. 
Uh, Stephen Motlop played an injured game on the weekend, but still had 23 and kicked six. So it was a very Crazy. good game from um, Steve. And he's going to need a big game this weekend against Nycliffe, no doubt about it. But he continues his good form of the season. Stephen Motlop's a freak. I reckon if he was at any other club, he would be on top of our list. Yep. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I think so. I would have loved to have seen him at Pints, just because mm. I think Pints really lack that class up forward. Um, they do have just workmen like all over the park, but geez, Steve Motlop's really, yeah, his class is, yeah, stands out. Rob, a bit of movement in one and two. This is interesting. Yeah, so Baxter Mench has gone to he's two. He's dropped. So he's dropped. But him and Philo both had similar stats on the weekend, Philo, both playing in losses as well. Mm. But Baxter Mench does go to two, had the 30 possessions, probably was, you know, in that 34, fifth best for Palmy, but definitely was a few shades off, you know, Lant and Paredes. So how high do you rate Baxter Mench as a footballer? Where do you envision, and I know it's hard to tell, but at the end of the year, do you think he's still... Well, I suppose his availability will be depending on that. But if he, let's say he plays all 18 NTFL games, hypothetically, do you see him as a top three, top five player in the NTFL? Or is it simply just his death by a thousand cuts and the numbers and the stats that he's producing that, that justify his spot up here? I, Has he got that class? I wouldn't say top five. Mm-hmm. I think he's top ten. But I think some of these players here, when St. Mary's get on a roll, if Bus get on a roll, Districts get on yeah. a roll, then there's going to be players that are going to jump him. And, and it's just the way I do my top, so I don't rate the blokes from the bottom sides. Mm-hmm. That sort of hurts them a bit, which is unfortunate. But Rob, yeah. number one. So number one's the man, uh, Brody Philo, the mayor of Nightcliffe. <laughs> so... He was very good on the weekend. He was. And I don't think he could have done too much more. He had 30 touches. Everyone else, I think the next was like 18. Mm-hmm. Um, he really tried to will Nycliffe over the line. You could see he was getting really frustrated. And he's definitely a player that wouldn't want to hear the word rebuild at Nycliffe. <laughs> I can tell you that much now. But I think he's still got three years of good footy left in him, Brody Philo. He's already won the Nichols medal twice. Can you do it again this year? I think so. He's a well-known name. Um, and we've seen with the Territory umpires, they do pick the names. But his form stacks up. But I think Stevie Motlop at the moment is my smoky for the, or my pick for the nickels at the moment. I think he's getting a few threes in losing sides. Yeah, I reckon. Like we've seen last year, I think um, Guthrie got votes when they lost by 80 points a couple of times. And so, the, yeah, margins I don't think matter too much in the NTFL. So, very good, Rob. Really enjoyed that top 10. Let's have a quick little glance at some of the players outside of the top 10. And yep. I don't want to put you on the spot. I want to throw up a few names. Well, I did mention Luke Smith. Uh, you have, you know, Ashton Hams and Neville Jetta, who availability probably determines whether they're in the list or not. I think at Palmerston, and it's crazy to mention four Palmerston players in a row, but Sam Clohesey and Anthony Tracy have both been really serviceable players. And, you know, if Palmerston start winning games, they're players who are probably right now in between that 10 to 30 ranking spot that should push up into the top 10 or could potentially do that. Bradley Stokes continues to get a lot of the ball and continues to get used down back. And then you mentioned the Waratah contingent, Jaden Magro. Is there anyone else that I've missed? Uh... I've probably put you on the spot a little bit here. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. Warrett, I'm thinking Warrett. I'm thinking districts. Jared, you didn't say Jared Stokes. Jared no, Stokes right. is very impactful, but just not as consistent. But he's impact. He can be uh, on performance the best player in the in the league by around. Someone, um, I think that's slowly, slowly climbing, and he's not in there at all. Is um, Jacob Longs? Yes, oh, yeah. I don't mind that one. Games. Mm. He's uh, getting high twenties, even thirty possessions. And Uses it well. Yeah, him and Matty Green. In Matty the Green, line. yeah. Yeah, so Matty Green's a big big one, I I think, is um, should be in your top 10, Rob. Because um, mm. I, I just Raph. like the way he moves. He's got a bit of a young Raf Clark about him. <laughs> um, reads it really well off the halfback and, and sits up. And th- his leadership at, in the back line is um, very awesome to watch. You know, he can hear his, his vocal from the mm. one sitting on the sideline. You can see how vocal he is and demanding where he wants his other backmen to help him out. So yep. uh, Matty Green's my... 
smoky for that. Very nice. We'll have to watch his form over the coming weeks. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.